0: Welcome, thanks for joining this morning. I hope you enjoyed the study that we've been in for the last couple of months on First Peter. I really appreciated the chance to work with Sean. Uh, He preached live in the room and I did the online and we had a great time working through First Peter. I hope that you enjoyed that as well. The next few weeks we're gonna kind of carve out and do something a little bit different. I was driving down the road one day and I heard a song And I thought that kind of speaks to me, that kind of speaks to what's going on today in society. And the song is by Casting Crowns and it's called Crazy People. And uh, I'm not going to sing the song for you. Uh, Michael's here recording. I could probably get him to sing it. He'd do a lot better job. But so I'm going to let you just go out and listen to that. Uh, Look up the lyrics too, because, you know, sometimes when we hear a song, we don't really quite clue in on the lyrics. So have those lyrics so you can just sort of sing along and see what the song is saying. It's a great song, but it's about people that have crazy faith, that really just have faith and they do something that is completely out of the ordinary for their situation, for their time, for their place, really maybe for the people around them. So we're going to dive in this next six weeks, and I've just arbitrarily kind of picked out six people or... Groups of people, I don't want to completely spoil the surprise for you down the line, but just picked out some examples that spoke to me about just some crazy things of faith. So uh, Baker's Encyclopedia of the Bible talks about faith, says it's a whole and steadfast trust in God. Faith lies at the very heart of Christianity, and its importance for today's Christian is based on the fact that Protestantism was born through the rediscovery of the great words, the just shall live by faith. And you'll find that passage in Romans 1.17. There are kind of different meanings a little bit about what faith is in the Old Testament and the New Testament. We're going to kind of talk about that as we go down through. Faith can mean just a simple trust in God or a simple trust in the Word of God. At other times, faith almost becomes equivalent to an active obedience. When we are truly relying in faith on God, we are we are obedient to what God's telling us, and, and to be obedient in that regard is very active. It's not something that's passive. We just sit around and say, well, we're going to kind of do what God says. We need to really focus and hone in on that obedience. We're going to kind of start off this morning... With, I think, a great chapter that talks about faith, uh, great examples of faith of many people. And I'm not going to read the whole chapter. It's it's a little long. I'm going to kind of pick my way through it. But I recommend this chapter for you. This is Hebrews chapter 11. And uh, Dan's out of town on vacation in Zion Park this week, so he usually does my slides. So I apologize. I'm going to look down and do some reading today, and you're going to get to see my bald spot. And so... Um, Here we go. We'll just see where we go. Hebrews 11. Now faith is the reality of what is hoped for, the proof of what is not seen. For by this our ancestors were approved. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God so that what is seen was made from things that are not visible. By faith Abel offered to God a better sacrifice than Cain did. In verse 5, by faith Enoch was taken away, so he did not experience death. Verse 6, now without faith it is impossible to please God, since the one who draws near to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. This kind of goes back to that active obedience. We have to believe that God exists. And we, and we have to believe that he rewards the people that seek him. There is a reward for trusting and following God. There is a reward that will come in a later life that we're looking forward to. I'm looking forward to. I think you probably are too. And, uh, and that's an active obedience to God. In verse 7, By faith Noah, after he was warned about what was not yet seen and motivated by godly fear, we're going to talk about Noah's going to be one of our six people that come up. And there's some people that use this passage when he was warned about what was not yet seen. They interpret that to mean that it had never rained in Noah's time. And Noah was hundreds of years old when he built the ark. So when God came down and told Noah, it's going gonna, gonna to rain, I'm going to flood the world, you need to build this ark, Noah wouldn't even have known what rain was. Uh, They, the people that interpret the passage that way think that God watered the earth basically from the springs that had arisen and that there was not any need. There was sort of a firmament that kind of covered the earth and the dew that would fall from that every morning was sufficient to water the earth. So we'll get into all that when we talk about Noah. Uh, Verse 8, by faith Abraham, when he was called, obeyed and set out for a place that he was gonna receive it as an inheritance. Abraham just jumped out and went on a trip. Uh, God told him go, and Abraham said, "Okie doke God, I'm your guy, I'm I'm headed out. Uh, He stayed as a foreigner in the land of promise, living in tents, just like Isaac and Jacob, and as co-heirs of the same promise. Uh, Verse 11, Sarah was a person of great faith, uh, and verse 13 points out that all of these people died in faith, although they didn't really receive the things that were promised. They saw those things from a distance. They greeted them, but they knew that they were foreigners and temporary residents on the earth. So they, their faith really never came to complete fruition on the earth. Of course, we know that it would have when they went to heaven to be with God. Uh, verse 17 is again an example of Abraham. We're going to talk about Abraham today, so we'll skip the story of Abraham and Isaac. Um, In verse 20, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau. They had great faith in what they were doing. Uh, By faith, in verse 21, by faith Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of the sons of Joseph, and he worshiped, leaning on top of his staff. And then starting in verse 22, Joseph Again, a guy with great faith. Verse 23 uh, talks about Moses, another man of great faith. Moses had several times that he really stepped out in faith, believing in God's promise. Moses could have taken a really easy route. He could have just said uh, that he was part of Pharaoh's family and lived in the castle and, and been part of the king's clan, but he didn't do that. He, he knew that there was something else for him. Uh, The people that crossed the Red Sea crossed by great faith. Uh, The walls of Jericho fell down because of great faith. The people marching around there, that's down in verse 30. Uh, So it just—it goes on to the end through verse 40. Uh, Well, let's back up, start in verse 39. All these were approved through their faith. They were approved by God because of the faith they showed. But they did not receive what was promised since God had provided something better for us so that they would not be made perfect without us. So we're going to go on a little journey, talk about faith. We're going to choose Abraham today for our great man of faith. And we're going to talk about the story of Abraham and Isaac. So join me on this journey. We're going to pray. Father God, just thank you for the words you have today. God, uh, the folks watching need to hear from you. And God, I just ask that you give me the right words to say. Uh, Let my words ring true and clear. Uh, Let these words be faithful to to your word and to your wishes for us. And God, we just appreciate everything you do. God, let us be in our own lives, in our own circumstances, and families, and our work life, and just in everything that we do. Let us be crazy, great people of faith. Let us just show off the glory and honor that God gives us when we trust and believe in him. And God, thank you as we do each week. Thank you for Jesus. Um, Faith is really grounded in our belief in Jesus. And just thank you that you gave us Jesus to believe in. We pray all these things in Jesus' strong name. Amen. So there are some things that faith gets us. In the Old Testament, the, the call to faith in the Old Testament, there's a great example in Psalms 37, 3 through 5. Trust in the Lord and do what is good. Dwell in the land and live securely. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you your heart's desires. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will act. The Old Testament folks, remember, only had the prophecy of of the Messiah coming. They hadn't seen Jesus. They didn't know people that had seen Jesus, so they're really even probably a, a more of a stretch of their character to be faithful uh, in the way that they lived. Then uh, Baker's Encyclopedia talks about the difference in the Old Testament and the New Testament and says, as over against the Old Testament, the New Testament places the accent uh, on the active responding faith of the hearer to the final promised Messiah, which would be Jesus. In the Old Testament, the accent was on the faithfulness of God and the promises that God had made with the people. But in the New Testament, we make a shift, and our faith is grounded in Jesus. In the New Testament, a great example of the faith there is John 6, 28 to 29. What can we do to perform the works of God, they asked. And Jesus replied, This is the work of God, that you believe in the one, He has sent. Jesus is telling them, your faith is grounded in me. I'm here and you need to follow what I'm doing. There's also a need. We have a need for faith in God. God alone can be trusted absolutely. Let me say that again. God alone can be trusted absolutely. In other words, only God can be trusted absolutely. There's nothing else that gives us Absolute certainty besides God. Psalm 9 10 says it this way Those who know your name trust in you because you have not abandoned those who seek you, Lord. God will not abandon us. Now, that doesn't mean we're not going to have troubles. We've talked about that several weeks. There are going to be troubles and times and tribulations that come that are tough, but God will never abandon one of his children, one of his believers. Uh, sometimes the outcome we get is not the outcome we're praying for. Uh, sometimes for a family member, the outcome we get is not the outcome that we prayed for. We pray for healing, but in God's will and plan for a particular person, he, it may be his plan to bring them home and heal them in that way. And sometimes that's hard for us. We're like, God, Just why couldn't we have just a little bit longer? Well, we couldn't because that wasn't God's plan for them. So sometimes healing comes by going home to be with God. And that's tough for the ones of us that are left behind. But God won't abandon us. God will not abandon those who seek him. Faith is also necessary to receive God's blessing. God's blessing will not come to us unless we believe and have faith. In Hebrews 11.6, we looked at this verse a minute ago. Now without faith, it is impossible to please God since the one who draws near to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him we just need to believe we just need to believe and then expect god's reward Um, you know we when we're having a trouble we can tell god god we believe i believe in what you're doing and i expect your reward in return you say in your word you'll do that for us and we trust and believe in that so today we're going to kind of talk about, for our person of faith, we're going to talk about Abraham and the story of Abraham and Isaac. That story's is found in Genesis 22, 1 through 18. It's a little bit long, I apologize, but it's a great story, so we're going to read through the whole thing. Again, apologize for the top of the head, but here we go. Genesis 22, 1 through 18. After these things, God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, here I am, he answered. Take your son, God said, your only son Isaac, whom you love, go to the land of Morah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains I will tell you about. And, you know, right there we expect to see, uh uh-oh, Abraham's about to throw a fit, but no fit here. Verse 3, so Abraham got up early in the morning, he saddled his donkey and took with him two of his young men and his son Isaac. He split wood for a burnt offering and set out to go to the place God had told him about. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. Then Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey. The boy and I will go over there to worship. Then we'll come back to you. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and laid it on his son Isaac. I want to read that one again. That verse really kind of jumped out at me. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and laid it on his son Isaac. In Abraham's hand, he took the fire and the knife, and the two of them walked on together. Isaac carried the wood for the offering that was him. He was going to be the burnt offering. He carried the wood for that offering up the hill to where it was going to happen. Where has that happened in Scripture? Kind of like Jesus having to carry his cross, right? Right? But Isaac didn't complain and and bellyache about it. He took the wood and followed his dad. Verse 7, Then Isaac spoke to his father Abraham and said, My father, and he replied, Here I am, my son. And Isaac said, The fire and wood are here, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham answered, God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. Then the two of them walked on together. And when they arrived at the place that God had told him about, Abraham built the altar there and arranged the wood. He bound his son Isaac and placed him on the altar on top of the wood. You got to think at this point, Isaac's thinking, something's up a little bit here, right? Verse 10, then Abraham reached out and took the knife to slaughter his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he replied, here I am. Then the angel said, Do not lay a hand on the boy or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your only son from me. Abraham looked up and saw a ram caught in the thicket by its horn. So Abraham went, took the ram, and offered it as a burnt offering in place of his son Isaac. And Abraham named that place, The Lord Will Provide. So today it is said it will be provided on the Lord's mountain. Then the angel of the Lord called Abraham a second time from heaven and said, By myself I have sworn this is the Lord's declaration. Because you have done this thing and have not withheld your only son, I will indeed bless you and make your offspring as numerous as the stars of the sky and the sand on the seashore. Your offspring will possess the city gates of their enemies, and all the nations of the earth will be blessed by your offspring because you have obeyed my command. What a great story this is. What a great example of a man of faith. Not only Abraham, but really Isaac as well. You've got to think as, you know, as they're going to this place, Isaac would have known what it was to offer an offering. This was during a time that a burnt offering was very commonplace. And he would have kinda known the process and the procedure. And you've gotta think that, you know, as he carried that wood up there, he thought, well, this is just, you know, a typical thing. Uh, He asked his dad where the lamb was, and dad said, don't worry about it. God's God's gonna take care of us. And so up the mountain they went. And then Abraham built the wood, built the fire, got it ready and then bound and placed Isaac down on it. The scripture doesn't say that Isaac threw a fit or kicked his heels or had a temper tantrum or anything. So I think, you know, sometimes when we read scripture, we're looking for what Paul Harvey would call the rest of the story. Uh, The rest of the story here is not that Isaac threw a fit and tried to get away or any of that. I I don't think we read that into the passage. The rest of the story here is, Isaac just did what he was told. He had faith in his pop, and his pop had faith in God. And that is the story, not the rest of the story. That is the story. Abraham exhibited something that, frankly, um, I I don't know. Um, I've got a daughter. Uh, It would would grieve my heart for something bad to happen to her. I've got a couple of uh, stepkids. It would grieve my heart for something to happen to them. But Abraham had a true trusting faith in God. Abraham, when God told him what to do, Abraham didn't say, are you, are you sure, God? Abraham said, yes, God, I'll, I'll do what you told me to do. And he didn't delay. He didn't wait around a week thinking maybe God had changed his mind. He took out the next morning and went to do what God had told him to do with a resolution, with an active obedience to what God had told him to do. So how do we apply? How does this story apply to us today? There are going to be things in our life that we don't understand. There are going to be things in our life that God puts in front of us that we're not sure how to handle. But we can know that God has our back. We can know and we can act in active obedience of faith that God will not leave us. God will not leave us behind. It may not be popular to do things in today's society. It may not be popular to, as the song says, carry a Bible into a public school. Uh, It may not be popular to take a certain stance on issues today. But God's not looking for popularity. God's looking for obedience. So as unpopular as the things might be in the world we live in, we just have to put that behind and we have to trust and believe in Jesus. We have to put our faith that God will, through Jesus and through the Holy Spirit, take care of us. So when troubles come, pray, talk to God. You're not informing God when you pray. You're aligning your heart and your mind with the mind and heart of God. And just know. Just know when you pray that God hears you and God will not leave you. The story may not turn out like you hope. The story may not turn out like you pray. But the story will turn out the way God plans. And you will, in active obedience through your faith, trust God. Let's pray. God, just thank you for what you had for us today. God, just let us have this crazy faith. In situations in our life, let our crazy faith show off, not for us, not show off us, but God, let our crazy faith show off how great and true you are. Let us have active obedience, trusting you, and let us know, God, that there you will never let us down. You will always be there for us. God, thank you. Just thank you for everything that you do. Thank you that there is a promise to come and you'll never let us down. God, again, thank you for Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope this message was helpful today. Reach out. I'd love to talk to you, see what your thoughts were. Uh, Stick with us for the next five weeks after this. We'll have some other great, crazy people of faith. I hope you enjoy this series. Have a great week this week.